I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The National Obsession with John Cadogan. Charlie Baker. You are listening to the National Obsession, a National League football podcast with me, Charlie Baker, and John Cadogan. Yes, John. Wagwan. Well, hello. <laughs> hello. I don't know if that's if you're allowed to say that, John. What? If I'm honest, Wagwan. I Why mean, not? Okay. okay. You look. You, okay. you you choose your own. Is <laughs> that's not the hill I'm going to die on? If you don't want me to say it, I won't say it. You say it, John. You say it. <laughs> okay. An interesting start to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to the booze letter. To the, um, yeah, to the booze letter. <laughs> we're a bit giddy, aren't we, John? Which we're people will find out giddy. about. We'll find out a bit later on. Well, we'll tell you what's coming up on the podcast in a minute. We will any will. minute yeah. now, any minute now, John. But, hey, look, it's the it's the special fireworks night oh, edition this, of the oh, podcast. This, I always Stand forget well about clear. this. I forget that you say, love it to be themed. Do not return to a lit podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Retreat eight metres. I always forget you love it to be themed. Well, but yeah. last week, you, I, I didn't really play along with the Halloween I just, angle you know, last week. Yeah, but why not? Why not? We've got to inject some fun into our miserable lives at the moment. Oh, God. gosh. Speak for yourself, John. Yeah. I'm having a whale of a time on catching really? bike. <laughs> Cycling my bike. Where's, um, where does fishing stand in the lockdown? Can you fish? It's fine, John. Is it? Think who's in charge of the country, John. And what do they like? Hunting. Hunting and fishing, don't they, John? Do they like fishing? Yeah, they love fishing, it's yeah. Sort of counts hunting, as, isn't counts it? as hunting, yeah, yeah. so... There we are. I think the squash club might shut, but there we are. That's, you know, we've all got to make sacrifices. We have. We've got to make a lot of sacrifices. As long as they don't shut the football season down, John. Can you imagine? I mean, let's face it. The clocks have gone back. The season's only just begun. We're only just begun. It would Um, be so talky United. (laughs) Seven games, would be five points clear. So talky, United, to have lost once and be 
absolutely flying, have playing the best football we've ever played. Literally our best ever start to a season. <laughs> and just playing like brilliantly. I can't see where we're going to lose to on the trot. You know, just I, I just absolutely brilliant. And then, like, <laughs> oh, strike it lucky noise. <laughs> Stopped. Yeah. Locked down. The, the, the thought has crossed my mind. Would be so they, I mean, they must, it must keep going on. It's not, I mean, look, I think well, we should government all, have given us three should, months' money, haven't they? We should They've given all, us three months' money. Yeah, and we should all forget about the idea of, of attending games this season. Yeah, yeah. Unless, you know, that. someone from the FA. But, <laughs> but Unless <laughs> one of your best friends yeah. is on the FA Council. That which I could send Tom Raytrex out, perhaps, to other That's the highest girls. bidder. And as long as there's no crowd, I, I don't see why we can't keep going. As I tweeted this apart week, from John, money. Which I know it, you. I know you enjoyed this tweet, which was perhaps going every week and shouting "bloody hell" <laughs> at Torquay United wasn't perhaps, the best thing to do. Perhaps that wasn't. Yeah, perhaps that wasn't the answer. Perhaps that isn't positive. Getting on whoever's playing on the wings back the whole <laughs> just, game. Just whoa, pass it, the main, bloody Let pass it, it man. <laughs> Oh, I yeah. love Namain. I love Namain. Well, you can imagine the pops like that's why Namain's been imagine so good this season. He hasn't got you know <laughs> John Bartlett side. on the pop side. Not a talking getting stuck podcast. into no. Sort of is at the moment though. Um, sorry about that, but you have to say we'll talk about it. We'll come to we'll it. Come in the news. to it in the news. Shall we tell us look, what's coming yes. up on the Pooh's letter, John? I'm coming up, so we better get this podcast started. Coming up, so we better get this podcast started. He's coming up, he's coming. Can we Go have on the then, John. Dame Shirley Bassey version. <laughs> <laughs> um, on this week's podcast, we have got, well, we've got lots of news. Whoa. Actually, we haven't got lots of news. We've got some news. Some news. Some news will be happening. It's slightly um, truncated this week, isn't it, John? Because it's the FA Cup at the weekend. It's FA you Cup. Know, and we, we like want to leave room for a big interview. A big interview. It's like a proper big interview, isn't it? It is we've a big not, interview. It's not so big that we've crashed into a fire hydrant at <laughs> Reading Services. It's not Hobbycraft big. No, John. but it's it's getting there, isn't it? And I feel well, like last it's... time we did something similar, it did cause the end of the world. So we thought we'd just back off a little bit. Yeah, maybe we can, maybe we can bookend the beginning of the end of the world and the end of the end of the, oh, uh, the end of the pandemic, basically. Let's hope. Yeah, let's see. Anyway, we've got a big interview. Do you want to say who it is? No, John. No. Oh, okay. Well, well, you'll probably put it on Twitter, so people <laughs> know who it is. Yeah. We're talking to everybody's favourite, number thirty-four, Gary Warren. Oh. No, Ben Whitfield. <laughs> ben Whitfield. <laughs> lovely, lovely, Gary, lovely. Gary. Popping in with the goal. Dawlish. Dawlish. No, everyone's yeah. nicked that now. Okay, I think you came up with it first. Everyone's nicked it. I said it, it first. And yep. I mean, it's just the way it goes. And we're used to that. We are very used it's to that. absolutely fine. Session. And we've got lots it's of lovely fine. letters from you as well. Really? You have, have we, come John? Come through again, the foffs. And Deliver. The and, and we're recording very tight to when we last recorded. So... Goodness me, they've been busy at the weekend. I know, they are busy. Might get even more on lockdown unless everyone gets clinically depressed again. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope not, eh? It's a a month. We can do this. Yeah, we can do this, John. We can do this. Right then, what what news you got? So, on Saturday, uh, let's go back to Saturday. uh, Mm. Start with Bromley 1, Eastleigh 2. Ben House scored twice. Ah, Ben House. Play or Brick House. Ben deleted house. house. Ow. He's mighty mighty. Letting it all hang out. 
Lovely old. Yeah, Ben House, very nice. 64, 41, <laughs> 22. That's how many appearances. Yes. That's how you could do it. <laughs> 64 appearances for Eastleigh. Yeah, and then the number of sub appearances. 64, 21, 34 goals. Yeah. Kind of works, doesn't it? Lovely, yeah. Uh, he looks true. good, actually. He looked good against Torquay as well, and he mm, scored twice in like the Like Gandhi. Because we are watching the games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the strangest thing, is that we're actually seeing the games. Seeing the games. I watched all the highlights from this week because <laughs> I had nothing else to do. It's actually better yeah. in many ways. Um, it was uh, Dover nil, Altrincham won. Terrible result for oh, Dover. Terrible. Against uh, bottom of the table. Uh Altering really, yeah. really poor. They might to get out of it, Altrincham. Oh, ever since Dame Vera left us, a curse has descended upon Dover, yes, I think. Well, we didn't like to say that, did we? She, yeah. she, she pulled out. So they said the code word, <laughs> Bluebirds over. Early. Blue Bluebirds over. Over. That's Barrow, though, isn't it? Of course. Result of the weekend. Kingsland 3, Woking 2. <laughs> Get in, Kingsland. Come Beautiful. on, you Linnets. The Linnets. Uh, we haven't heard from Lynn King. I wonder if she's still alive, John. I Well, I, I didn't want to breach it, but I thought... <laughs> Since the thought COVID we, came, man, I wonder if Lynn King... news? I wonder if Lynn King's come down with the COVID. Yeah. Be terrible. We've not heard from her. We'd be... Lynn, if you're listening, I, I know. All right. If only there was a, a website, a business website, we could get hold of her on. She, I had a look. She's not posted any sort of, you know, the way people do on LinkedIn, sort of motivational quotes of the day. Sort Never of been thing. on it, John. Never had a proper job. So, well, you've got literally no need to be on LinkedIn. Literally <laughs> zero need to be on LinkedIn. But I would go on it for Lynn King. Yeah, no, people do these sort of business, cliched business, okay, nice. motivational, you know, like thought for the day, go and get out and grab the day by the horns, etc. Oh, and she's not the day by the horns. I can <laughs> imagine Lynn King saying she's that. She's not posted anything like she, that. Gee, she just says, grab the day by the linnets. By the, right by the linnets. <laughs> <laughs> a good grab of the old linnets oh i'd love to hear from her again it's such yeah, a shame it's a shame but anyway i was also with you lynn um but yeah they went ahead one nil woking and turned it around two one but then jamar loza formerly of woking scored two goals in the last 10 minutes won it for king's oh, get in da, 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 da. you're a loser baby, baby. <laughs> Uh, Maidenhead 3, Solihull Moors 1. What the hell is going on at Solihull oh, Moors? Yeah, Maidenhead have, have picked up a bit, though. Yes. Uh, Sam Barrett scored a hat-trick. Everyone beating everyone else is so good for us. Really nice. Three out of the four goals in the game are penalties as well. That's nice, fun fact. John. Nice a fact. Lovely fun fact. Yeah. It doesn't take us anywhere. <laughs> no, just, <laughs> that true. was it. It's just true. <laughs> Hold on a minute. The damn dog. Leave this in. The damn dog hates this podcast so much. I think it's because he can only hear my side of it. John. Oh. Can you hear him? Try yeah, and open I can the hear door. It, yeah. <laughs> he only hears my side of it. He's obviously a Cadogan fan. <laughs> you can blame him. He's only human. Right, go on. He's not well. He's not human. Well, yes, yeah, so no, that's also a very good point. <laughs> By his very. <laughs> no, that's a very very good point. Uh, Stockport won Weymouth two. Uh, Weymouth came from behind to win. Uh, Tom Whelan scored the winner in the 85th minute. You said that very straight, like what? without any sort of joy in your voice. Yes, of course, Weymouth came back to beat. <laughs> Took the huge rivals. I mean, that was, Stockport, yeah, that's Who true. said they are going to piss the league. Maybe didn't give that the gravitas it deserves. <laughs> Should I do it again? No, just keep, keep as it is, John. Yeah, John, but remember, you know, Weymouth are not flying and Stockport 
I've told everyone, oh, we're gonna we're gonna walk the league. Well, I was trying. I think the reason I said it so much was I was looking for the picture you sent me of the triple substitution that Stockport <laughs> yes. made. Sixty-nine minutes substitution, seventy-six substitution, seventy-six substitution, eighty-one goal. <laughs> Weymouth two-one, beautiful. And who was the first substitution in that? Louis Britton. Boom! What a turncoat. <laughs> hey, Britton, we oh, hate Britton. Like right? I loved him, and now I hate him. Britain's not got talent. Has everyone ever made such a sort of fleeting <laughs> impact? In the bay. He in came the on, bin. hit the bar, everyone loved him, scrambled all over the line, everyone loved him, gone yeah. back, everyone hates him. Listen, I reckon, Maybe he's everyone just, doesn't I reckon hate he annoyed him, Gary. I reckon he annoyed no, Gary. It's just because he signed the other lad, isn't he? He doesn't need them both. Bristol oh, yeah, City wanted gorgeous. him to play, probably, I assume. Also, liked yeah. in the Weymouth team um, of the lineup that you sent me, Camp. Uh, plays for Weymouth, <laughs> substituted by Leslie Smith, which sounds like his nickname. Camp, Camp, Leslie, Camp Smith. Leslie Smith. Lovely. Oh, Camp Leslie Smith. Working man's club in the 70s. Yeah. He had an act. <laughs> Camp Leslie Smith. Ladies oh, hello, dears. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Camp Leslie Smith. Oh, hello. Oh, you're looking at me, dear. Mm. You're a nice boy. Got big hands for a welder. <laughs> That sort of thing, John. Yeah, all that sort of malarkey. Camp Leslie Smith. Uh, Yeovil nil, Chesterfield won. Finally, uh, a little bit of blooming luck for uh, John yeah. Pemberton. Tom Denton scored the only goal in a low-quality affair. Yeovil, what the Yeovil. hell's going on? Oh, jeez. I don't want them to go out the division, but it would be quite... <laughs> it would be quite funny. Yeah. It would be very funny, actually. Mm. And obviously, the actual result of the weekend, Hartlepool nil, Torquay 5, get in. World stopping, John. Everyone everyone looked at that and went, and it was amazing, because like, oh, even on BT Sport, they were like, oh, well, Torquay have had a, you know, yeah. quite a lucky start and to the season. They did try and sort of build us up as we've, we've had, a, you know, a bit, a bit of luck. Are we that good? You know, Smashing 5-0. I know it's five nil, mate. T- three nil straight away, easy peasy. Yeah. Just, just, and then even I absolutely love. There's loads of things I loved about it. Here's some of the things: Kovalan having a shot. <laughs> yes. Did you think? And I actually agree with the co-commentator at that point. We perhaps got a little bit carried away. No, I was a hundred percent there. I am a Kovalan stand it was account. A, a bit, a bit, I think the it fact that he had a shot was absolutely an beautiful. An awful lot of respect. That. <laughs> Zero respect. <laughs> um, I, I just loved how we played every mm. single time we went forward. They had one good player, Molyneux. He was good, wasn't he? I loved uh, Parkhouse. It was really terrible. <laughs> Absolutely of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like, John, you know we were doing should we, I mean, should we do quickly, week. should we do Parkhouse? I mean. <laughs> do some Parkhouse, John. Because I liked it. Every time he shot, it was like dragged horribly wide, and then miles he just over the bar. Put one over the top of the stand. Parkhouse! <laughs> <laughs> And it's Molyneux on the ball. He's beaten three players. He's passed it into the box. Parkhouse. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. was hopeless. Just they ran around aimlessly. They didn't look good. But no, I think. I, mean, we, I, I think. I think we just. This is the thing. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, we didn't play well against Torquay, but we are playing so well that you can't play." No. They can't play. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, yeah. Look, we'll, we will come on to talking more with our special guest uh, oh, yeah. in just a moment's time. And yeah. um, uh, fair, fair to yeah. be said. Fair to be said. Fair to be said. It's, it's fair to be said. <laughs> <laughs> we set sail tonight. <laughs> fair to be said, Old John. Pirate. That 
What an unbelievable start to the season. It's just, what a result. It, to do it live on the telly in front of everyone. To have Danny Wright score a perfect hat-trick, left foot, right foot header. You watched it as well, John, despite I the did. internet telling you not to. I watched it. I, I, do you know what clinched it for me? Well, look, maybe we'll come to this in letters from a listener, but there was yeah. a tweet. Fair to, to be said, though, Fair John. to be said. I'll come to it in letters from a listener. And <laughs> Borenwood, Dagenham, Halifax, Wheelstone, Wrexham, Sutton, postponed. COVID. Couldn't. Oh, ish. COVID. COVID. <clears throat> That's the sound of it. <laughs> Why was it off? <clears throat> there we are. Is that all the news, John? That's the news, isn't it? This is the National Obsession, it's fair to be said. <laughs> the National Obsession. You are listening to the National Obsession. And that, now, uh, some players come to clubs sometimes and they bring the energy with them that drives a team on with the very force of their energy and their personality. And our guest today really did that last season from his first game at Woking when I think he scored at the back post with a little low down header. Not sure how many headers he scores. We'll ask him in a minute. Uh, it is a thrill to have on the podcast, isn't it, John? It is a thrill Absolutely. to have Ben Whitfield. Hello, Ben. Hello. Hi. Very, very good. Thanks so much for joining us on the National Obsession. Could you please say on the ice? On the ice. Ah, yes. Very, very good. And we'll, we'll take out the bit where I asked you to say it. <laughs> We'll make it sound like you knew that, that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, first of all, what a, what a brilliant season so far. Can you believe it? Um, no, but yes as well. Obviously, the squad we've got, I'd expect nothing less. Um, the recruitment this season has been exactly what, obviously, I think we, we needed. Um, and at this moment in time, it's proven to have done the job, hasn't it? It, it has, yeah. I, th- I mean, I, I look at the bench, I look at the whole squad, look at the people we've got in on loan, um, and I, there's no weak link. I can't see, um, John, John and I were saying last week, weren't we, John? There's just no weak link at the moment. You must feel that in training. Yeah, it, it's what you want, I think. Um, everyone, everyone in training is battling hard, and you can see there's, there's competition in every single position. I don't think there's really a position where, there's, where no one can't play or fill in somewhere. Um, which last season we obviously struggled with. Yeah. Um, and I think this season now is just the strength in depth um, is, is very, very good. Yeah. It must, it must have been a bit of a weird um, pre-season with everything going on. No one really knew when the season was starting. I'm sure Gary would admit he probably didn't have as many pre-season games as he liked. Did it sort of, were you a bit surprised by how we've hit the ground running considering everything that's, that's going on? Um. Yeah, no, again, I think the, with obviously the, the virus going around, etc., it's adapting to that um, with no fans has been has been difficult, but I think one we've, we've actually taken to quite well. Um, and the injuries we had pre-season, when obviously we brought the new signings in and a couple of them got injured, a few of our lads were still already injured. Um, so we were playing people out of position already in pre-season, so when the first game of the season popped up and we saw we were playing Stockport, who were obviously yeah. one of the league favourites, as much as we're all wearing to go, you have to say, obviously, yeah, it's a tough game. You knew you were in for a tough game straight away. Um, yeah. But you have to look at that performance we gave on the opening day and think everything we've done in pre-season has, has worked wonders and we've done everything correct and prepared for it properly and we got the result we deserved. 
Yeah, you all look really fit, actually. That's one of the, the main things you do look well. And you were saying the other day, the first time you've had a, a proper pre-season as a, as a uh, sort of man player, as a grown-up player. Yeah, obviously, um, I was at Bournemouth for a while and knowing you were never, well, I was never really part of the first team to have that pre-season. No, knowing I was going to, I was part of the pre-season, but knowing I was never going to be involved with that first team throughout that season. Yeah. So it was different for me. Um, so this is the first, and I joined on loan at every club I've been at later on in August. So the preseason had already gone. Mm -hmm. So this preseason is the first time I've been at a club from day one, gone from the first session right the way through, knowing I'm going to be a part of the squad. Yeah. Um, and yeah, one I've really enjoyed. Something interesting on Twitter the other night, which was uh, we, I can't remember who we'd beaten, but we'd gone top of the league and we went top of the league till. 5.30 um, and uh, you tweeted uh, top of the league or, or something and your dad so it was really interesting I thought because your dad Mick uh, sort of stepped in and it felt like a little clip around the ear of it only matters where you are in the last day of the season is what he said and I, just wanted to take, <laughs> and I just wanted to take you back to when you were a kid what sort of dad was he and and how, how did you because you must have been as a as a lad absolutely brilliant brilliant player yeah, my dad's obviously been been there since day one. Um, when I was around six, seven, I had quite a few teams looking at me. Uh, I still played for my club, uh, like little town, Myrtle Park, um, and I had quite a few uh, clubs looking at me. And um, I was training with a different club every night of the week. Yeah. Um, and my dad actually got said, like, got told at work, like, if you carry on doing this, you you probably will lose your job. Um, and he carried on doing it. Um, taking me everywhere he didn't end up losing his job but it just showed that now later on in life when I've remembered that story just like the sacrifices that were made from him is I'm just happy I've kind of repaid him in obviously what's happening now and yeah it just it puts a smile on his face as well I think yeah was it Bradford you started um yeah Bradford yeah. yeah yeah I signed there when I was I think six or seven and was there for 10 years Obviously, I was a big Bradford fan. My dad was a massive Bradford fan. He um, he was in the Bradford Fire. Right. So ever since ever since growing up, I've all I've known is Bradford, Bradford, Bradford. And yeah, when Bradford obviously said they wanted to sign you, I thought it was the the best day ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, getting released from them was obviously a kick in the teeth. But it's one of them where it's I think it defines you as a person at that age, whether you quit or go on and stick at it because you you go to these release trials and something might pop up something might not pop mm. up um nothing did pop up for me and end up signing for guys it was a last minute thing uh for their first ever academy like trial thing mm -hmm. so i was quite lucky in that respect but yeah um, like you say it's you get asked a lot when you're when you're quite younger and it is tough on you but it's one that when you that you look back on now and you think it was well worth it. And you, and you have had a few clubs and you and you have made decisions, haven't you, to leave places and look just looking at your your, your history. And I think you can see actually, I don't know if that's your dad, sort of in you or, or, or guiding you or or what, but you can see the way you play is you just love playing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what every footballer wants to do, isn't it? Any attacker loves scoring goals. They love running up players and making the fans get off the chair and yeah. you know it's it's what an attacker wants wants to play like and wants to be like um i've been like that my whole career 
always loved the ball on my feet, always loved running at people, scoring goals. Um, like you say, sometimes you don't get the recognition, but that's where you want it. That's when you've got to have the desire to, to do more and show, prove yourself more so you do get the recognition. Um, I can't, obviously, as soon as I come to Torquay, the fans have been the best I've, I've had at any club. They've took me under their wingers such straight away and They've, they've but if you score against Woking, if you score against Woking, <laughs> that will happen. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And I didn't seems... realise that till after the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's a new rivalry. It's a very new rivalry. <laughs> Just ask Ben Winter about it. He's the one. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and Danny, Danny Wright turning up as well. He said something Saturday, which was they asked him a question about why he was playing so well, and he said, "Well, the manager's playing me." And I, I didn't know if that, I, I, which has obviously been a bugbear his whole life. If he doesn't get played, he's not going to score goals. So I don't know if you feel this sort of kindred spirit with him there. He seems to have a good relationship. 100%. Um, he, he's been like brilliant with me. He's been the, definitely the best manager I've worked under yeah. regarding man management. Um, I think I've said it before. It's more of the fact that if you have one bad game, he's stuck with me knowing that I can do more and be better. He's told me I can. I need to do more and be better, but it hasn't dropped me, and that helped me massively. Cause I've been, I've played, I've had one bad game at other clubs, and that's it. I hadn't seen the pitch again for three weeks, and then you have to build yourself back up and and get back yeah. in a team and hit the ground running straight away, which is is never easy. Um, but knowing he's had the faith in me to to produce my best week in week out, even if I have had one, two, three bad games on the trot, um. To still go out there and have the confidence in me to to produce my best game week in week out has, has been massive. Yeah, I I yeah. think one of the reasons I really kind of identified you as a player is I'm a fellow uh, man of five foot six, uh, and I think <laughs> I'm five foot seven. Uh, oh come on. <laughs> Come on, Ben. Um, but yeah, I think I wonder if you've got this. And a half, and a half as well. <laughs> um, I wonder if you had like the same thing that I did. So I'm both growing up and, and I suppose as an adult, when you line up on the sports pitch, you always, always got the feeling that there's some opponents that aren't taking you seriously. They look at you, you know, being quite short and, and they think, oh, you know, what's he about? You, did you get that real satisfaction from kind of proving people wrong? I mean, I didn't have the talent to prove people wrong, but you do. <laughs> Yeah, more at a younger age, I think that was. Um, by younger, I mean from 17 to 20 as such, because obviously I was still small. I was probably still developing as a player, yeah. um, like physical-wise. Um, and when I went on my first loan to Kidderminster, I think people did look at me in that way. I was, it was my first proper games in the men's, in the men's leagues, okay. uh, in the conference, and I was five foot seven and a half. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, people didn't, uh, yeah, people might not have taken it very serious. Um, looking at me, thinking, "Oh, I just nudge him off the ball," and mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're, that's how men think, isn't it? They they just want to yeah. tackle you and smash you in the, in that league, and that's that's it. So yeah, it was that was a good learning curve for me going there because obviously I grew as a player and and knew that, like you said, people look at you in that way, and you've just got to tear that to the back of your eye and prove people wrong really it must have been at the the club it must be about a year now mustn't it pretty much bang on yeah uh, yeah bang on a year I think it is over a year yeah because obviously you moved from from quite a long way away how did you find that move to Torquay mm. to come all this way um I, I think it was a lot easier than I thought from moving to Bournemouth when I was 17 so I moved quite far already 
mm. at a young age. And I think if Torquay had been my first long move, I'd have found it harder than than what I did. But I think, um, yeah, it's it's been good. It's a nice area. Um, who doesn't love the South Coast? <laughs> And, you don't get a beach in Bradford, unfortunately. <laughs> They're not. I've been to Bradford actually. I've been. I went to. I've been to Bradford City a couple of times. Yeah, I've got a friend who's a Bradford fan. We went. Used to go a lot. The Jamie Lawrence and Robbie Blake years. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to the film yeah. museum. If that's any use. The film museum. Have you been there, Ben? Anyway, I have, yeah. Phil, <laughs> yeah. He loves the. He loves. He loves the girls, don't you, Ben? He loves the girls. And uh, thank you so much for joining us on the National Obsession. We really appreciate it. I on do, the ice. I do. Thank you very much for having me. On the ice. On the ice, yes, Ben. Take care, mate. The National Obsession. This is the National Obsession. That was exciting. What a good, what a nice young man, John. I love Ben Whitfield. New fave. Sorry, Liam. New fave. (laughs) Sorry, Liam. Poor Liam. Until you get back out on that pitch. I'm I'm Team Whitfield. It's because he's five foot six. He's not five seven and a half. That's a lie. It's five five. It says five five yeah, on Wikipedia. He's no way. It's very five. Danny Stevens. The isn't only it? way of settling this, Ben, if you're listening to it, <laughs> is we will we'll come down to the bay and we'll just have to do a back to back photo <laughs> evidence. I, I can't wait to see that photo. Prove it. Just perhaps you could do it by one of the rides at George <laughs> Warren. <laughs> Just two very small you people hoping this, we can go this, on a roller coaster. You have to be this tall to go on this ride. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for that. Ben, the gauntlet's thrown down. Oh, fair to be said. Fair He's be an said. excellent yeah. player. Really is. Anyway, John, this part of the Pooh's letter is not to do with <laughs> with uh, Ben Whitford. No, this is letters from a listener. When you call, well, you We'd sing again this week. Mm, lovely to sing. Thanks. Listen back to it last week. Realised it was an error. Well, do you know what I mean? And it yeah. kicked into Letter from America. I know. I realised after that, I cocked that up completely. It felt <laughs> underproduced. Never knowingly underproduced. No, was... Let's start uh, the letters because we've got a couple. Uh, okay, lovely. Again, a few to get through. Uh, and we begin several. with Tom Rogers. Hello, Tom. Ah, I don't like think Tom, Tom's right. contacted us before. And oh, I, on the ice to him. I think he has, but he hasn't got a foff. Anyway, he says hello, boys. you hear boys. Ben, uh, ben Whitfield say on the ice, unbidded? Yeah, John. just loves the pod, doesn't he? Loves it. Should we make him a foff? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, we always forget to do that, don't we? Ah, we meant to give Jamie Reid a golden I, foff. We did. forgot to give him. We're going to give him foff oh, 100. Oh, God. Forgot. I'd say we give Ben Foff 34, but that's already taken unless Kelvin Applin wants to move. Ooh. Kelvin, Kelvin. So up to you. <laughs> you get in touch. It's up to you, Kelvin. <laughs> but we want to make Ben Foff 34, so you could become Foff 39. Anyway, let's crack on. Come on now. Tom Rogers says, hello, boys. I was listening hello, to this Tom. week's... On the ice, Tom. On the ice, Tom. I was listening to this week's edition of the Podketter. <laughs> no one knows what it's it really is. It's really confusing. It's really good fun. And I was intrigued by the conversation around the smallest sounding non-league clubs. Whilst oh, yes. Cray Valley Paper Mills does sound fairly diminutive, surely Malzol AFC is the smallest sounding club ah, in non-league. Ah, Malzol. Well, we've heard from them before, I we? reckon your average paper mill is several times larger than a Malzol. My memory seems to tell me that we heard from the chief mouse on the previous episode. We, we did. Heard. Anyway, just want to say cheers for the podcast. It makes me laugh and smile without fail. Keep up the good work on the ice, in the bay, up the ass, Tommy Rogers. That was old um, Camp... Camp uh, Leslie Smith. Camp Leslie Smith. <laughs> that says, was his catchphrase. We'd love to hear from the chief mouse. On the ice, in the bay, up the ass. Off we go, dear. <laughs> Strike up the music. 
That's it. We might hear from Camp Leslie Camp Smith Leslie in Smith. future weeks. Future weeks, I think so. <laughs> also, here's the thing. He signs off Tommy Rogers in Singapore. Hey. How about that? Goodness me. Can we beat Singapore in terms of the furthest flung listener? Did you just call him, you called him Tommy Wilson and then you called him Tommy Rogers. What is his name, John? It's Tommy Rogers. Did I Tommy say Tommy Rogers. Wilson? One Tommy Rogers. Tommy Rogers. Well, what a lovely start. He's, hey. What he's done there, John, in his letter, he's, he's shown that he's as a full and uh, encyclopedic knowledge mm. of the National Obsession podcast. Lovely. Well on the way to becoming a foth, Tom. Yes, very much so. Um, and yeah, if you can beat Singapore in terms mm. of furthest flung foth, nationalobsession at gmail.com or natobspod. Sounds like one of Camp Leslie Smith's friends. <laughs> well, I was hanging around with Singapore, Singapore Foth. Foth. <laughs> anyway, in the bay. Here we go. Andy Charles sends us an yes, email. Good on, old Andy. Andy. Says, hi, Charlie and John. You just knew I would jump at the bait, but it would be too disappointing <laughs> to talk about team names without a bleep-free oh. Deportivo wanker. The <laughs> South American team. Really that lovely. He also says that there's a posh Midlands derby between Boldmere St. Michael's and Graham St. Prims. <laughs> there's another friend. Lovely. Camp Leslie. Graham's <laughs> eye was hanging around with Graham St. Prims. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want team names, he says, and our correspondent from Glasgow last week didn't even pick one from the top 10. Oh. Mm, bit of interfoff beef. You have to go to Scotland. <laughs> Kirkin Tillock Rob Roy. Mm, gosh, that sounds good. Inverurie Loco Works. That's a good one. Yeah, the Civil good. Service Strollers. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> but uh, where, where do they, these could just be Sunday League sides? Dundonald Bluebell, Lodium Thistle Hutchinson Vale. Oh, Something that's gosh. a firm of solicitors. Tra- isn't it? A tra- Lodium Thistle Hutchinson Vale. <laughs> a train line. We <laughs> stop at Lodium Thistle Hutchinson Vale, ending up in. I can't think of anyone. <laughs> but for me, he says, there's no doubting the best team name, Keith. Is there just a team called Keith? Oh, that's well, lovely, according to Andy, there is. A, he says, a great one. I just want them to go out and sign a load of South Americans. You can imagine their match day announcer giving out the lineup. And now, starting for Keith, Alison, Fred, Bernard, <laughs> Oscar, <laughs> yes, Lucas. Oh, lovely, you get the yes. idea. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Or only players Andy. called Keith. Yeah. <laughs> Birkinshaw. That's it, isn't it? No one knows uh, Andrew. Andrew. Keith Andrews, Andrew. yeah. Um, that's it. So we've got no, famous got favorite players this. called Keith. Keith Curl, of course. Keith, Keith Curl. Curl. Yeah. Talkie zone. There we are. Talkie's Not at all. Thank podcast. you, Andy. Thank On the ice to you. Always a very reliable foff, Andy. And finally, a new correspondent, Celia Haywood. Hey, Celia, on she the ice says, to you. Now we're facing another lockdown. Is it in the rules not to mention Clive or Matty Haywood on your Not Talking and Hydro related ah, podcast? This is nice. Because I'd like to bring to your attention that there are two other members of the Haywood family who are ah. also yellows. Me, Celia, Clive's better half and Matty's yeah. mum, and the youngest and tallest, Zach, Matty's brother. I like listening to your podcast as I've been a fan long before Matty was born. <sighs> I think she means a fan of talking, not a fan, yes. of, fan of the podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, again, three or four no. years, Celia. <laughs> Celia Keep up the good Zach. work, Celia. Oh, that, hey, Celia, Celia, on the ice to you, Celia. Yeah. And Zach, there he is, taller and more handsome than Matty. It's always annoying when your younger brother is t- My younger brother's taller than me. It's a frustration. Mm, yeah. Oh, dear. Got a lot about my height in this episode. Is that what you episode? played? It's very <laughs> height, very height-based. Bear to be my, said, John. Uh, <laughs> Clung on to the height situation. Yeah, a lot of my insecurities come flooding out when I'm in the presence of Ben Whitfield. <laughs> yeah, 
Standing in the presence of Ben Whitfield. A lovely, <laughs> lovely song from the mid eighties. The old Grey Whistle Test. There it is. Standing in the presence, the presence of Ben Whitfield <laughs> by the brilliant Charlie Daniels band. Anyway, Celia. Yep. Celia Hayward, thank you so much for the letter. Wonder who Celia's favourite player is. I wonder what her favourite period of Talkie United is. I wonder if she could tell us a couple of games she's been to that really stick long into her memory. Mm, well, that's the sort of thing I'd be interested in. Nationalobsession at gmail.com, Celia. Yes. And that's it. That's all your letters. Thank you very much. That's all the letters. And on that, John, you can hear the dog trying to get back yeah. in. I think that means that it's means time the end of the podcast. Go. It is Bruce. We must go. Bruce. Bruce, is... he really. Hey, signal come by, the end. Come by. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for all your letters. We, are, as ever, hugely mm. uh, fair to be said. Fair to be we, said. We <laughs> really appreciate them. And you can get in touch with us on the Twitter at, at NatObsPod. Yes. And the email, John. The email is nationalobsession at gmail.com. We want your furthest flung foffs, please. Lovely. FA thank Cup you. of the weekend. So yep. No National League. Well, there will be some, but none involved in Torquay, which shouldn't affect us, John. But for some reason, it does. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Anyway, we will On be the ice. On the ice. The National Obsession with John Cadogan and Charlie Baker.